Hey, Rockstar Matt here. Thank you for listening to the show. I've got a great one for you today. And before we get started, though, I just had a really quick question for you. Are you tired of spending more and more on marketing, but not seeing enough success with your real estate investing? I mean, the market is showing that spending more on marketing just might not be enough. And setting up a really good automated lead machine is almost impossible for the average person to do on their own, especially in the beginning. The real estate investing solution of the future takes things to the next level because now you're contacting leads, now you're setting appointments, and now you're making offers because of a solid automated lead machine. That's what it'll do for you. It'll put that type of opportunity in front of you so you can take those actions. And before I forget, if you like the sound of this and and you want to go deeper with it, you might like to attend the live three-day Epic Intensive Lead Machine Workshop. It's July 18th through the 20th in Manhattan Beach, California. And uh, if that sounds interesting, then head on over to epicintensive.com and get the details. Epicintensive.com. I decided to come to the Epic Intensive because I've been following Matt for a long time. This is actually my second intensive. And I just love all the information he has about real estate investing and how to really build wealth through real estate instead of just making a lot of money. What Matt teaches for me is just really genuine. He really wants his students to succeed and do well. And everything he's taught has really helped me grow my business. And I've realized now that I've been doing real estate for the past year and a half, I've made a lot of money, but I've somewhat trapped myself because I have no cash flow. So I'm really excited to go and really grow my passive income the next year so I can feel a little more secure if something does happen to me that my kids will be taken care of. This is Terrio Media. Success in real estate has nothing to do with shiny objects. It has everything to do with mastering the basics. The three pillars of real estate investing. Attract, convert, exit. Matt Terrio has been helping real estate investors do just that for more than a decade now. If you want to make money in real estate, keep listening. If you want it faster, visit reiace.com. Here's Matt. Hey there. It is Way Back Wednesday. This is the day of the week where we reach back into the episodes or back into the archives of the episodes where we have more than a decade's worth to pull from. And recently we've been pulling from the Do Over podcast, the original podcast that launched this one, the Epic Real Estate Investing Show. Last week's episode was just as valid today as it was then. Time-honored wisdom. Got another episode for you today. Enjoy. During an era where countless people, businesses, and organizations are feeling the pinch, running out of time, running out of money, losing confidence, feeling as if life is unfair, praying for another chance, and unless something is done, life is going to pass them by. Fortunately, in the nick of time, there is now a place where the ignored, underestimated, and unknown steps to producing results and making life work are revealed. Save your career. Save your business. Save your health. Save your relationships. Save your life. 
Get from where you are to where you want to be faster and with greater ease than you ever thought possible. Say hello to your do-over. Welcome to your do-over coming to you live from downtown Los Angeles in my downtown loft right across the street from the Staples Center on another rainy day in Southern California. I'm staring out the window right now watching people pile into the Staples Center for the Lakers game. I'm so glad I'm inside. It looks very cold out there. But then I guess things are all relative because 50 degrees here is considered cold. Well, this is the place where once a week you will hear, learn, and take action on the ignored, underestimated, and unknown steps to producing results. This is the show where I show people dissatisfied with their current situation how to start over and begin a new life, setting goals and objectives so they can create wealth and live life to the fullest. Easier, faster, smarter. To get a head start and lay a solid foundation for a better life, for your do-over, I invite you to download the three pillars of creating the ultimate do-over for free at freedoover.com. It is a 55-minute MP3 audio program that I made just for you with three specific steps on how to get success as you start over. It doesn't matter where you're starting over. They will lay the foundation for you to achieve, and it's yours for free at freedoover.com doover.com. I wanted to start the show today with uh, just thanking people for their iTunes reviews. Uh, thank you, Derek. As Derek wrote, this is a great podcast and I look forward to listening more. He gave me triple exclamation points at the end of that. Thank you, Derek. And CV Investor, he said, uh, thanks again. Enjoy your podcast while driving to work every day over and over. Live with passion, he writes. You're welcome. Thank you, CV Investor. I'm not sure how you pronounce this. Allah hops. This is the only podcast I do not delete from my iPod. Each week there is more no-nonsense practical perspectives and homework to help those of us who want to start over or just improve the path we're on. He writes uh, further, unlike other hosts, Matt is to the point and pragmatic. Thank you for those nice words. Thank you very much. Let's see. Moisey T. writes, I think that's how you pronounce it. Moisey T. writes, do-over is exactly what the doctor ordered. You know, that's awesome. Thank you very much. You know, downloads are actually going through the roof. I don't know what I said or what I did, but I sure wish I knew. The podcast downloads have increased by 600% in the last two weeks. I mean, really, just two weeks ago, I was receiving about 100 downloads a day. And this past week, I'm averaging over 600 downloads per day. I mean, that's such a huge difference. I wish I knew what happened or how it happened. Uh, I would like to do more of it. Regardless, uh, I'm so grateful for the support. So grateful. In fact, if you haven't downloaded your copy of The Three Pillars of Creating the Ultimate Do-Over, now would probably be a very good time to do it as I've just posted a special promotion for my book. I'm not promoting this anywhere else. This is for my podcast listeners only. The only way you're even going to know about this is if you are listening to this podcast. So if you go to freedoover.com to download the three pillars of creating the ultimate do-over, you'll receive an email to confirm that you requested the download. Now, upon clicking that confirmation link in that email, you're going to be taken to a page where you can purchase the ebook version and the MP3 audio version for the price of one. That's two for one of do-over. So again, I'm not making this offer anywhere else. You'll only hear about it here on this podcast. This is only for you. If you're one of the hundreds that have already downloaded the three pillars of creating the ultimate doer, don't go download it again. Just send me an email to matt at thedooverguy.com with podcast promo in the subject line. And then I'll just go ahead and I'll reply with a link to this offer. 
That's the password, podcast promo. Again, I'm just so grateful for your support. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And you know, this increased downloading, it's, it's maxing out my bandwidth, which is a good problem to have, I suppose. But what it means is I'm probably going to have to switch my podcast hosting. Not a problem, really, but why I'm telling you is I want to extend a warning because rarely do these types of switches or transfers go off without a hitch, particularly when I'm involved. I'm not the most technically inclined when it comes to these things, but I will do my best. But based on my experience, what I see potentially happening is one of three scenarios. Either one, we could lose contact altogether, which you might have to search me out again. God forbid. I hope that does not happen. Two, your system could possibly download all of my episodes again, which would result in duplicate files on your computer. I hope that doesn't happen also. Or three, nothing will happen. You'll never even notice. Either way, I'm going to give you plenty of warning. No need to brace yourself at the moment. What I'm going to do is place my intention on this going smoothly, and I'm going to place my thoughts on this going off without a hitch, without you ever even noticing. You know, I'm really tired about talking about these technical issues on my podcast, and, I'm, and actually, I'm probably sure you're tired of hearing about them, too. But there's a lesson here. There's a lesson to get from this for your do-over. There has to be, right? There always is. So what can we learn from my technical podcast challenges? First, I launched this podcast from the Ready, Fire, Aim approach. Ready, fire, aim, meaning I sought a little bit of information about podcasting and I just got started. You know, in my previous endeavors, I always found myself constantly stopped by analysis paralysis. I mean, I was the consummate get ready to get ready guy. You know, I, I always had the, to make sure I got my business cards in, in check. I had to have the fax machine set up just right. I had to have my desk just so. I had to have just the right outfit or the right clothes or the right equipment, whatever it might have been. I was just always getting ready to get ready, and I never really got out of the starting gates and so many things that I attempted to do. So this time, ready, fire, aim, you know, and I'm just adjusting as I go. And, you know, second, by just getting started, you see the world that begins to transpire in your favor. You know, the world loves action. People and things are attracted to action. They're attracted to movement. I mean, imagine if I had waited to get everything all lined up for this podcast before I ever began. I mean, who knows if I would have even launched the podcast by now. I mean, knowing myself from the past, likely not. I'd still be talking about it, reading up on it, asking people about it, blah, blah, blah. Here's something I've learned in my do-over, a mistake that I've learned from in my previous endeavor. Imagine you're getting up in the morning, you're getting ready to go to work. You get in your car and you sit in the driveway And you decide you're not going to leave the driveway until all of the lights turn green. Meaning every single light between your home and work has to turn green before you get out of the driveway. I mean, you would never get to work, right? Well, that's the way a lot of people lead their lives. They wait for all of those lights to turn green before they ever take any action. And what I've learned is I learn a little something and I just do it. I move at the speed of instruction. I travel as far as I can see, and when I get there, I'll see further. And of course, sometimes you have to alter your approach as you go along, but it's so much better and so much more effective than paralysis analysis. And what you'll find just by movement, you know, serendipitous things will start to happen. You'll learn things. You'll you'll meet people that all aid and assist and contribute to whatever you're up to. And third, I'm always monitoring my focus. You know, it's so easy to get caught up in what's happening. I mean, this can literally be a death sentence. I mean, it can just spiral down. You can, you can really like work yourself up in a frenzy, worrying about whatever challenges or adversity that you're faced with. 
and it can be paralyzing. At the very least, it can rob you of miracles. It can rob you of, of favors. It can rob you of, you know, favorable happenstance. It just, it robs you and it, and there's, it serves no purpose. Worrying accomplishes nothing. You know, I, I heard one guy, he had said, worrying works because whatever I worry about doesn't happen. So that's one way to look at it, right? So anytime I get frustrated, upset, worried, I stop myself and I place my focus off of what's happening and onto what I want to have happen. And that takes some practice because sometimes frustration will set in and it's, it's completely distracting. And the last thing you're thinking about is, okay, I need to focus on what's happening. You know, it takes practice. It gets easier, though, with practice, and I'm getting quicker and quicker with it, and it's serving me really, really well. So what I'm focusing on right now is I want a podcast solution that completely removes the podcast technical concerns from my thoughts. So rather than stress out about my bandwidth or stress out about what's going to happen to my subscribers or stress about about the ramifications or inconveniences that my hosting transfer may have on you, I'm placing my focus on finding a hosting service that will eliminate the above from my concerns. So let's look at this and what you can learn for your do-over as you start over. So you have some options. One, you can continue to do what you've always done. If you're dissatisfied with where you are right now, look at what you've done to get there. Are you still doing it? So that's one approach. You can continue to do what you've done, trying for a different result. I believe it was Albert Einstein called that the definition of insanity. Because if you always do what you've always done, you're always going to get what you've always got. So option number two is you can learn from your past mistakes and alter your approach. That's certainly one way of doing it. And it's much wiser than our previous option. But that's a good one. But here's one even better. You can learn from others' mistakes. You can witness what's going on around you. You can witness the people that have been there before you. What did they do? What worked for them? What didn't work? What was missing from their endeavor that the presence of which would have made a difference? That's the smart way. You can collapse time frames if you notice what's going on around you and what's working and what's not. They say hindsight's twenty twenty. Absolutely. You can look back at your past mistakes and you know what not to do again. But this show is also about learning from other people's mistakes and making their hindsight your foresight so you don't have to go through what they went through. So sure, I've made some mistakes with this podcast along the way. But what's good about this is one, I've traveled. And two, I've grown. As long as you're traveling and growing, you are succeeding. Success, is, it's not a destination. It's, there's nowhere to get. It is a journey. And it's not the end result that's going to give you satisfaction. It's not what you're going to achieve that's going to give you that satisfaction. It's who you become along the way. And that's what I mean when I say as long as you're traveling or as long as you're in motion and taking action, as long as you're growing, you're succeeding. Does that make sense? So let's take what I've learned from this podcast experience and plug the lessons into your do-over. Have some questions for you. Where are you stuck? Where in life are you getting ready to get ready? What is that one thing you've been meaning to do, but you're waiting for a little bit more information? You're waiting for another piece of the puzzle. Just get started. Ready, fire, then aim. You'll go as far as you can see, and when you get there, you're going to see further. You're going to see further than where you can from where you are right now. Another question for you. Where are you robbing yourself of favor and blessings by not getting started? 
What is it costing you by not getting started? How is it affecting you? What are you missing out on? What are your loved ones missing out on? What are the people that care about you missing out on? What is it costing them? Where are you focusing on your dilemmas, challenges, and worries? How can you place your focus on the solutions? How can you place your focus on what you want to have happen? I mean, when would be the best time to do that? When would now be a good time to get started? You know, your mind is a very powerful, powerful force. And that power will work for you as easy as it will work against you. So watch your thoughts and watch your focus. You will undoubtedly get what you focus on. So be careful what you're focused on. I mean, this is how powerful your thoughts are. You know, if you think you're beaten, you are. If you think you shouldn't try, then you won't. If you think you dare not, you don't. You know, if you like to win, but you don't think you can, I mean, it's almost certain that you're not going to win. All related to your thoughts. You know, if you think you're going to lose, you've already lost. Because what we find is success begins with your will. It begins with your desire. And it's all in really in the state of mind. So if you think you're outclassed, I mean, you are. So you've got to think big. You've got to think big if you want to advance. And you've got to be sure of yourself. I mean, you're not going to win unless you do. You know, life's battles, they don't always go in favor of the stronger man or the faster man. Very often they go in favor of the man who thinks he can. But monitor your thoughts, okay? And the other thing about the thoughts, while we use a lot of questions here, I mean, you've heard, if you think you can or if you think you can't, you're right. Well, the reason that that's accurate statement, it's not just a cliche. It's not just a famous quote. It's actually very accurate as far as the, how the brain works. Because if I say I can't, that's a statement. The conversation is over. It's done. That's what's so. And if you say, I think I can, same thing. It's a statement. The conversation is over. That's what's so. So this is why I use questions so much. It's why questions are so important. Because it's not a dead end. So as an alternative saying, I think I can or I think I can't, a more empowering thought is, how can I? So monitor your thoughts and use questions. Ask empowering questions. No longer, I can do this. No longer, I can't do this. A more empowering way to live is, how can I? Then add my favorite phrase at the end. How can I and enjoy the process? How can I and have fun? Your brain's going to answer that question for you, and you're going to get a very different result than I can or I can't. Because maybe you can, but it might be a struggle. Maybe you can, and you might not enjoy it. But if you ask yourself the question, how can I and enjoy the process? How can I and enjoy the process and help others along the way. Getting very detailed with those questions. And when you get very detailed with those questions, you get very detailed results. All right, so now that your focus is in the right place, what must follow? A decision, right? A decision to take action. And then what follows is the action itself. Now, how to supercharge that action? You've heard that knowledge is power. If knowledge is power, then enthusiasm is the switch. That's what turns it on. So how are your enthusiasm levels? Enthusiasm is really powerful. Why is it powerful? Well, first, enthusiasm, it just makes it a lot more fun. Whatever you're up to, if you're enthusiastic about it, it's more fun. You know, if you're unenthusiastic or bored or apathetic, I mean, who wants to deal with that? I mean, it makes life slow and dreary. I mean, enthusiasm, on the other hand, it's like an inner light, an inner energy, and it really makes life easier, and it makes everything more enjoyable. Second, enthusiasm it's attractive to people. It attracts people. 
Enthusiasm is probably one of the most attractive qualities any person can have. And it's a quality that makes you attractive in all types of relationships, whether that's professional, whether it's personal. And it's a great quality to find in other people. It tends to make all of your relationships and all of your interactions more fun. And when things are more fun, that's when you want to do things. That's when you're better at things. It's when you get better results. And you can fulfill more of the potential of any situation or experience when enthusiasm is involved. Third, it lends itself to powerful communication. I mean, when you're enthusiastic, your body language is different. Your voice tonality is different. And it generates different results, typically more favorable results. So if you're enthusiastic, it not only makes you more attractive, but also makes your words and your message that much stronger. It enhances your body language. and It enhances your voice tonality. And right there, those two parts, that makes up over 90% of your communication. So enthusiasm lends itself to powerful communication. And fourth, enthusiasm, it gets things done. Enthusiasm is the switch. And when enthusiasm at the core, when enthusiasm is at the foundation, not only does it get things done, it gets things done better and typically easier. I mean, if you're doing something out of dread or you're doing something out of reluctance, I mean, do we do our best under that state? No, we do our best when we're enthusiastic about it. I mean, right there, that's reason enough to be more enthusiastic. So easier said than done. How can you be more enthusiastic? I mean, especially when you don't feel like it. That can be a challenge when you got to conjure up this emotion of enthusiasm. All right, Matt, I get it. Enthusiasm gets things done. It's more fun. It makes me a better communicator and, and it's more attractive to people. I understand. But how do you do it when you don't feel like it? Well, I've got a few tips for you. I'm going to give you seven tips that will literally cause enthusiasm in an instant. This is probably a good time to remind you that the more you practice being enthusiastic, the easier it is going to become. So tip number one in generating enthusiasm, pursue your passion. Do what you really like to do. This is the most important tip as far as I can see. It can generate enormous and sustained amounts of enthusiasm without you having to do much about it at all. You don't have to think about it. Enthusiasm is just going to flow naturally. If you're doing what you like to do, it's going to come naturally. You're not even going to have to think about it. So identify what you really want to do and go pursue that. Or identify the things inside of your job or your career or at home life that you really enjoy doing and do those. Identify what you do your best and then delegate the rest. Tip number two, never stop learning. You know, over the years I've, I've come to discover how enthusiasm can work. I mean, if you're not enthusiastic, it's often because you just don't know enough about what you're up to. You don't know enough about the people you're interacting with. You don't know enough about the topic you're, you're discussing, or you don't know enough about your job or your career. So if you dig in and you start to learn about what you're up to, and you learn about the aspects and the dynamics of what you're up to, you're often going to find really fascinating stuff that's going to spark enthusiasm. So just get started. Get going. And a lot of the time, enthusiasm is going to find you along the way. But never stop learning. Don't become a reluctant learner. We've talked about that before, and we know where that leads. Tip number three, look for the positive in any given situation. You've heard that before. I know it's general. It's been overused. It's become a cliche. Just because you've heard something a lot doesn't mean it's not effective. So look for the positive in any given situation. Then build on that to get your enthusiasm going. I mean, perhaps it's just a small little thing, maybe two things. But a little glimmer of positivity, a little shining light of positivity can be a starting point to change your entire perspective to a more positive one where you can find enthusiasm, where enthusiasm finds you. And whatever the situation you're in, it's often going to be easier and more pleasurable to handle. Enthusiasm just makes things more fun. It makes things more productive. You become more effective. 
Tip number four, listen to personal development material. Listen to these podcasts. These are great for enthusiasm. I'm a subscriber to several podcasts, and every morning when I'm working out, I'm listening to something, I'm listening to somebody, and when I'm done with my workout, I can't wait to get upstairs and take on or and implement what I just heard on a podcast. And whether that's personal development or something with my career, or whether it's a new workout or a new exercise to try or a new or a new recipe to try. I mean, here, here's where you can experience just how powerful enthusiasm is when we communicate with each other. Listen to audio programs with enthusiastic people. Tony Robbins gets me going. For just 15, 30 minutes, I mean, when I'm done with that, I'm much more enthusiastic. So listen to personal development material. I probably don't have to tell you that because you're listening to it already. But you can use it as a tool. You know it makes you feel better. You know it creates enthusiasm. Tip number five, act, pretend. You know, very much that uh, what happens to us will create our emotions. And our emotions will create our posture. It'll create our, it'll affect our physiology. But it goes the other way as well. We can manipulate our own physiology to impact our emotions, to impact our enthusiasm. Emotions will create your emotions, but very much so your emotions can create your emotions as well. So move and talk like you would if you were enthusiastic. Take the actions that you would take if you were being enthusiastic, and soon you're going to find yourself being enthusiastic. I know something I do when I'm feeling a little down or a little upset or when I'm on it. I'll make sure nobody's watching, but I'll go and skip somewhere. I'll skip up and down the hall. It's really tough. Try that. It's really tough to stay upset or frustrated or angry when you're skipping. It feels really silly, and that's an example of how motion creates your emotions. Tip number six, exercise and get plenty of sleep. Be healthy. It takes energy to be enthusiastic. And if you feel good about yourself and your health and your appearance, it's going to be a lot easier to be enthusiastic. So get enough sleep, eat well, and get your exercise in. Drink plenty of water. Tip number seven, this is actually one of my favorites, is create an enthusiastic environment. Create an environment of enthusiastic people. Negative voices from people around you can crush your enthusiasm. Letting the news play in the background can crush your enthusiasm. I mean, replace that type of intake with more enthusiastic and positive sources. I mean, don't let your enthusiasm drown in a sea of, of negative chatter. Hang out with enthusiastic people. Create a network of enthusiastic people. The people that are down and depressed, they can be toxic. It can be toxic to your well-being. You see, enthusiasm, it's contagious. So use that to help yourself. So why have I been talking about enthusiasm? Because when I started this podcast today, I wasn't sure exactly where I was going to end up. Or when I started thinking about this podcast, I wasn't sure exactly what I was going to talk about. But I taught you about enthusiasm. And they say to teach is to learn twice. And what I mean by that is, this morning in one of my two mastermind groups that I attend, I meet with a mastermind group, two separate groups. One four times a month, the other two times a month. And we get together and we mastermind. That might be a subject for another podcast, but let me talk specifically about what happened today. We discuss one of the most powerful places for a human being to stand is to take responsibility for all of their own experiences, to take responsibility for their own results, to take responsibility for their own actions. It's very disempowering to live in the world as a victim or to live in the world making excuses or to live in a world giving reasons. Call it living in an unreasonable life. You know, Yoda says either you do or you do not. There's no such thing as try. That's being unreasonable. That's no excuses. That's being responsible for what you get. 
being responsible for your experiences, being responsible for your excuses. And inside of the realm of being responsible for your experiences, it's being responsible for how people receive you, how people respond to you, how people react to you. So if you're in the world of sales and your last sales call, they didn't buy anything. And you might have walked out the door, hung up the phone, thinking the guy was crazy. He doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He doesn't know how to run his business. Doesn't he know he needs my product? That's living as a victim. That's making excuses. That's reasons. But what if you were to switch that and look at that? How did I cause him not to buy? How can I be responsible for him not giving me an order? That's a very different place to stand in the world. So inside of my mastermind group, we went around the table and asked each other three specific questions. Each person asked the other person, what about me works for you? And so the response would be, you know, what works? What do they like about you? The second question was, what about me doesn't work for you? The part about you that they don't like, the part that they don't really care for. And the third is, what's missing that the presence of which would make a difference? So we ask these three questions individually around, around the circle. And part of the rules is you're not allowed to be defensive. You're not allowed to get upset. You're just supposed to, to receive the constructive criticism and take responsibility of how you occur for other people. So one of the things that was shared with me by more than one of the people within my mastermind, they said when they asked what, work, what about me works for them, they said, all, you know, they said really nice things. Of course, they're going to say nice things because that's what works for them. But you have to sit there and listen to what doesn't work for them. And then you have to listen to what's missing at the presence of which would make a difference. This is their words of encouragement or their suggestion. And guess what one of the suggestions was? I need to be more enthusiastic. That's missing in my life. Can you imagine that? Me not enthusiastic? <laughs> I might have disagreed a little bit, but that's not the exercise. It doesn't matter what I think. It's how I occur for other people. So... I haven't given homework out in quite a while, and I want you to try this. I want you to go home to your spouse or the person in your life that's closest to you, and I want you to have a conversation with them. And I want you to put it in a space where I want you to create a very, very safe environment. Let them know that you're going to ask them three questions, and you're requesting that they answer honestly, completely unfiltered. And let them know that no matter what you say, I am not going to get upset. I'm not going to hold it against you. I want your honest answer. And then ask them, can you speak to me without filters? Can you speak to me honestly and openly and give it to me straight? You have to get their agreement before you ask the questions. Okay? You have to get their agreement. So now, you're going to ask that person. And at least one person, if you want something really powerful and something really life-changing, something absolutely transforming... Ask as many people as you possibly can, people that know you, trust you, and specifically the people that love you. You're going to learn more about yourself with these three questions than you could ever learn anywhere else. So the first question is, you're going to ask your spouse. You're going to ask that person that you interact with all the time. Maybe it's your coworker. Maybe it's your boss. Very enlightening experience, you ask your boss. A very enlightening experience, you ask your secretary. You ask your assistant. The first question you're going to ask is, what about me? works for you. What about me works for you? They're going to say nice things. Like this morning, I heard I was a great leader. This morning, I heard that I was really good at leading by example, that I was really good at practicing what I preach, that I was a really good friend, that I was honest, that I operated with integrity in everything that I do. 
So those were things that worked for the people I interact with. That's what they like about me. So question number two, what about me doesn't work? Remember, you just gave them entire freedom to speak clearly and direct. You absolutely cannot get upset or be defensive. Anything, you just have to receive and be with it. You have to take responsibility for how you occur to other people. So regardless of what they say, regardless of what you hear, just receive it and be with it. You're going to learn more about yourself with that question. After you've set this nice, safe environment and they're speaking directly with you, you're going to learn more from that question than you probably learn doing anything else. So this morning I heard about myself. I heard I often get resigned. I have an air of cynicism that doesn't work for them. And I was like, me? Cynical? Are you crazy? That's what I'm saying inside. But of course, I, had, I couldn't say anything. I had to bite my tongue. I have to leave the space nice and safe or else they're not going to tell me what they really think. I'm not going to get the real answers. And I heard inconsistent intentionality. I was like, wow, isn't that amazing? Last episode's podcast was all about being intentional. So I guess it's true. We teach what we need to learn the most, right? Very transformational experience. Question number three, what's missing that the presence of which would make a difference? That's when I heard this morning, enthusiasm. So I decided to teach enthusiasm. Because when you teach, you learn it twice. And teach it again, you learn it again. You teach it over and over and over. And that's when it becomes a part of you. And then all of a sudden it disappears. So that's your homework. Those are your three questions. What about me works for you? What about me doesn't work? And what's missing that the presence of which would make a difference? I would love for you to email me what you learned about yourself. And what a difference this made in your life. But you got to follow the rules or else it's not going to work. It could backfire. Create a nice, safe environment and just take whatever you get and be responsible for it. Wow, this person thinks I'm a jerk. Got it. You have to be responsible for that. Doesn't mean you're a jerk. That's just how you occur for that person. Neither one is right or wrong. There's no good or bad here. It's just their perception. Because I'm sure there's people in your life that don't think you're a jerk at all. But be responsible for that. And you're going to learn a whole lot about yourself. This is probably one of the most powerful lessons of the most powerful homework assignments I can give you. And you should do it every three months or so. Is the way that you're occurring, is it changing? Is it improving? Is it digressing? Is it transformed into something else? That's my gift to you. And it'll be an amazing gift. And don't just listen to me. Just don't acknowledge me. Just don't say, yeah, that's cool. I can see how that would work. Go do it. This is not your learn over. It's your do over. All right. That's all I've got for you today. Don't forget, if you haven't already, go to freedoover.com and take advantage of my special do over offer. Two for one on the do over book. Get both the e-version of my book plus the audio for the price of one. I love you guys. If you like what you heard today and or if there's something that you'd like to hear more of, please visit iTunes at your convenience and leave your comments and suggestions. Much, much appreciated. I am Matt, the do-over guy, and I will see you next time on Your Do-Over. Thank you for tuning in to Your Do-Over, where the ignored, underestimated, and unknown steps to producing results and making life work are revealed. And remember, knowledge is potential power. Take action action on what you learned today. This is not your learn-over. It's your do-over.
To view the resources referenced in today's show and to retrieve a complete show transcript, visit www.thedooverguy.com. Stay connected with Matt the Do-Over Guy Terrio on Twitter at The Do-Over Guy and on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash dooverguru. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.